Good morning. We're now in week two of our Pondering the Promises series. Uh, and just before we get to the verses that Steve and Vanessa Taylor read for us, I wanted to let you know about a resource that you can pick up. Uh, it's just called the Promise Bible. Uh, and in it, it highlights all the promises that are made to us. Uh, and it's pretty staggering uh, just to see how many there are throughout Scripture. Uh, I do have a copy of that, but it's in the church at the moment, so I, I can't show it to you. But if you'd like to pick up one of those, uh, I'd encourage you to do so. If you take a look at our passage today uh, in the book of Jeremiah, it's probably a passage that's better known for the two verses prior to it. Uh, but we find uh, Israel, uh, they are in exile, they have been taken captive and they're living in a foreign land and they're living in a culture that they don't know and they are no longer governing themselves. So God is speaking through his prophet Jeremiah to them uh, and here he is encouraging them, he's giving them some warnings uh, but in this passage we also see these promises of God and we're going to look at the particular one that says you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. It's a promise that is reiterated throughout scripture and that's why I asked Stephen and Vanessa to read out a few of those verses. But in this one in Jeremiah, it feels like God is calling them back to a promise that he made to them hundreds of years earlier. And you can read that in Deuteronomy chapter four, but how incredible is it just to think on this promise that the God who created the universe has made himself available to us. Within this passage, it does speak about how we should seek him, how we should approach him. So it says, when you seek me with all your heart. And I think that is worth us taking some time to consider. In Psalm 27, we find King David. And there's a couple of verses in here I'm just going to read for us. But I think they tell us a lot about how he sought the Lord. It says here, One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So I think that passage leads us to ask the question, what is your one thing? What is my one thing? Now it might be that you're very new to church, new to the idea of God and faith. Or it might be that you've journeyed with God for many years. But for all of us, I think this is a good question. What is our one thing? In that psalm, we get the picture of David's utter reliance on God. He knows that God is the only one that can protect him. He knows that God is the only one that can save him. And he's relying on God for his strength. His one thing is shaped by his experience of God, of his knowledge of God and his relationship with God. And all that leads him to say, God, you are my number one. You are what I want most in this life. So what is your one thing? Is it to seek God? And when we're chasing after him, is he, are we seeking him with our whole heart? I think often our seeking can look a little bit like a fast food drive through approach of when we feel that we're really hungry and desperate. We're, we're just looking for something that's going to satisfy us just in that moment. But I think what we see in God is that he wants to give us so much more than something that is just bite size. In the person of Jesus, we see someone who gave his all for us upon the cross. And I think that reflects God's heart. If he desires to give his all for us. I believe that time and time again that 
maybe when we don't get this right, that God is patient with us and that he is merciful and he still gives himself to us. And that's in his goodness. But with how we seek him and how we approach him, I think that's a huge part of our worship and it speaks a lot to what, to what we think of him. And so when we approach him, when we seek him uh, with a heart that is broken, when we see our sinfulness, when we see our need for re uh, restoration and we come with that repentant heart, I think that pleases the heart of God. I think it does. I think it says much of what we think of his love, of his holiness. David's approach showed that God was number one for him. And I don't think I could accuse him of the fast food approach style. I think we see a more of a banqueting style there with him. He's taking time to sit with God, to enjoy being in his presence for extended periods of time. He's not just simply looking to fit in a moment here or there, but he's casting aside his distractions so that he can soak in the presence of God. God is a father who desires the whole heart of those who seek him. As we read throughout the, the, the Old Testament, uh, Israel continually turned to idols. And often they looked for God to sit alongside of those idols. And so they had divided hearts. And I think if we're honest, we'd probably say, oh, that is often us as well. But when we have divided hearts, we don't see the fullness of God. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We want to seek God with all of our hearts. Friends, seek him that way. Desire that banquet. Let him be your one thing. Don't divide your heart, but give him your all, as God desires to give his all to us. Jesus tells us, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Paul in Acts 17 tells the people in Athens that God has made us that we should seek him and he is not far from us. And if we go back to the start of scripture in Genesis 3, we see some of the first words that God speaks to mankind. There are a few words before this bit. In Genesis 3, he says, where are you? God isn't playing a game of hide and seek. He's made himself known to us. God is not far from us. In fact, I believe that every day he is um, sharing his glory. He is telling us who he is. In creation, we can find him. In his word, we can find him. And in Jesus, we find him. One thing I've noticed over the last few weeks is how much more people seem to be appreciating maybe some of the more simple things in life. I saw a video and it was just a lot of people giving thanks for things. And they were giving thanks for nature, uh, for birds singing, uh, for one another, for beautiful sunrises and sunsets. And we see the power of glory of God so much in creation. Romans 1.20 says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. On your next daily walk, don't just go out for exercise, but go out and just look at what God is telling us. Look at the power of God in display. If you're surrounded by seas, by fields or mountains, 
Look at the grandness, look at the greatness of them. And they all point towards the creator. And look at the small things as well. And just look at the intricacies and see how God is at work in that, declaring who he is. He's given us his word, the Bible. And it's maybe something that we take for granted. There's no doubt that there are parts in scripture that feel that they're really difficult to understand, but God has given us his spirit to help us with that. And in his word, we find who God is. We find his character. We see how loving he is. We see his power, his might, his compassion. Dig into it. This, 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 this Bible is revealing who God is to us. He's not hiding. He is revealing himself to us. And then we have Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus who gave up the riches of heaven to come to be with us, to be with sinners. In John 14, Jesus says, whoever has seen me has seen the Father. In Jesus, we see the sovereign creator of the universe. Jesus, who was 100% human, 100% God. We truly see who God is. In Luke 4, we see what he came to do. The one who came to proclaim good news, to proclaim liberty, to the captives, to heal the sick, to make the way for us to dwell with, with him forevermore. He's not hidden himself. He came to be with us, to save us. As Jesus rose into heaven, he rose with a promise that the Spirit would come to be with us. And if you are a follower of Jesus, if you trust him, he is living inside of you. Um, for, for those of you who are Christians, we don't need to look far. He is inside of us. We have the Spirit of God who comforts, who guides, who intercedes. That verse in Romans 1 that we just mentioned a, a couple of moments ago uh, speaks of God revealing himself. So we have no excuse. We have all we need to find him. In creation, we find him. In his word, we find him. And in Jesus, we find him. Seek him with all your heart. Throughout this past week, I've reflected a number of times on our time of worship last Sunday. During that, Harley asked us to complete our sentence, uh, and it was, God is. And uh, I popped that in the weekly news this week because I just thought it was incredible, incredible words that were shared there. But as we seek God, this is who we find. So I thought I'd share some of those once again. We find our God who is faithful, who's true, who's loving, who's gracious. He's powerful, sovereign, holy, kind. He's good, mighty, awesome, timeless, amazing, compassionate, merciful, a miracle worker, a provider, our provider. As we seek God with our whole heart, we find a rescuing God who loves us dearly despite our sinfulness. We find a God who wants to be with us and therefore he gave his life upon the cross so that he can make the way for us to have an incredible relationship with him. We find our saviour Jesus. 
he went to the cross and he took upon himself the punishment that we deserved. We find the Lord of all creation, the one who rose three days later from the grave. He rose triumphantly. He rose victoriously, beating sin and death. We find a God who longs to welcome us into his family and he adopts us as his children. As we seek God with our whole heart, not only do we find God, but I think we find who we truly are, who we're meant to be. We find um, a different perspective in life. We find greater meaning. We find reason. We find a solid foundation. We find Jesus Christ, our cornerstone. We find the one who carries us through all the storms of life. So friends, seek him first. Seek him as your one thing. Seek him with your whole heart and you will find him and you won't be disappointed. Amen.